marketing is the act of getting your clients, your prospects to raise their hand and say, well, yes, I would like some more information. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. And welcome back to season four of Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today I have two fabulous guests. I have Hank and Sharon Uloff from Uloff Creative. They are both authors of, I believe, seven books now, several Amazon bestsellers. And we're going to talk about a few things. But the first thing that I wanted to ask them about is they have a series of books called The Marketing Checklist. So uh, Hank and Sharon, thank you for being on the show. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about The Marketing Checklist series? Thanks for having us. Sure, Matt. It started because, like all coaches, we had a coach. And our coach said, you know, you really have to have a book because people want to hire the person that wrote the book on the subject. And I, being ever the wonderful student of coaching, said, nah, I don't think so. Because there's there's always the, oh, my God, there's the effort. There's a lot of effort that goes to it. So we went back and forth on that. And he said, all right, tell you what. If you have your book done, if you write a book and have it done by by my next event in March, I will let you speak in front of 300 people. Okay, fine. So I sat down uh, in front of the computer, just just like you see in the movies. You know, the the author sitting in front of a blank screen, blank screen, blinking cursor. What am I going to write about? And I had been to several networking events. I was doing some rubber band marketing. And, and you all know what that is. If you go to networking events, it's, you get all sorts of business cards from one event and you have to follow up with them. So you put a rubber band around them and you put it on your desk. So you, they all stay together. It's been a couple of years before anyone's done, since anyone's done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it has been now. So I, I remember thinking, you know, a, a lot of those business cards kind of, sucked. So there might be something there. So I started pulling them apart and turns out there are 49 different categories of things that people do wrong with business cards. So 49 stupid things people do with business cards came out and it hit bestseller. I you know, got to speak on stage. I brought it to my coach and said, you know, here, it was a, just a little bit of snark. He looked at it and said, this is great. This is wonderful. But yeah. So where's the workbook? What workbook? Well, you just spent 120 pages telling people their business cards are bad. Why don't you give them some help? So back to the blank screen, blinking cursor, and 180 pages later, the marketing checklist, 80 simple ways to master your marketing came out. And that led, you know, the same conversation that led to the marketing checklist too. Uh, we needed one on social media. So there's the marketing checklist three, which is all about social media. Sharon had 20 years in HR experience. So there's the human, you know, the small business human resource secrets book. Then we have the marketing checklist for sales. And then our latest book, which is called Partners in Everything, Your Couple's Guide to Running a Successful Business Without Ruining Your Life, where we interviewed a lot of other people that are in business together because we had, we, we work together and we have fun doing it, but we haven't cornered the market on that. For sure. For sure. We figured the reader, in this particular case, the reader needed more than just our opinion. You know, that's great that that's the way you guys do it. But I wonder how Greg and Harvey do it. I wonder how Star and Mark do it. You know, so. 
we, we interviewed a bunch of people. Yep. So that that's how the series has gone. We, we have several more that are that are in the process, but that's where we are at the moment. Yeah, the um, couples thing. I mean, my wife helps with our business. She's our community manager. And then I help her with her business, right? So we kind of, you know, yeah, we're in business together, but we each also have our own separate, you know, thing. But I thought that was a super interesting topic. And I have not had a chance to read that book yet because, you know, we only scheduled this like a week and a half ago and you have seven <laughs> books. So I couldn't read them all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know it's weird, huh? In the marketing checklist, though, the, the original one, right? The first one, I found that there were some very essential and kind of basic marketing things in the first few chapters, right? Like, I think I was up to number 10 and you'd already covered about half the points where most small businesses fail at marketing. Do you want to talk a little bit more about kind of some of the ways that people can can master their marketing? You know, you don't obviously don't have to give away 80, but what are a couple of the common ones that you find that people need the most help with? Everything that we do with our clients, it all starts with who's your ideal client? Who's your most profitable client? Who are those clients that you just naturally attract without even working hard at it? And those may be three different answers, which is fine. Um, And then we work on, okay, now what's the message to attract more clients like that? And then after we have those two things, now let's worry about the tactic. Okay, where are those kinds of people already hanging out online and or offline? And let's put those messages in those places where they're already hanging out. You know, there has been kind of some some fairly recent advances in that that neighborhood. There's, you know, audience research tools now. There's some AI tools that kind of dissect places like podcasts and Twitter and things like that to try and discover where clients hang out. But for a lot of small businesses, those tools are kind of complicated and out of reach. You know, if if somebody's a small business owner, they're probably good at the thing that they got into business to do, right? They didn't become a chiropractor, so they can go try and learn how SparkTuro works, right? So I think that having these kind of simple rules that they can follow is really important. And I, when I was I was looking at your website, right, because I wanted to go and look up the books. And then the first thing I saw is that you guys also run a small business boot camp, so I thought maybe you would want to tell us a little bit more about that because I didn't have a whole lot of time to get into that yet, but it looks pretty interesting. So I wanted to ask you about it. They're all sorts of fun, Matt. And, and you're right. The, the reason we have a gig, the reason we're small business coaches is that most people are taught how to do what they do, but they aren't taught how to market what they do. There are no courses in the financial aid field. Oh, by the way, you have to take these three courses in marketing yourself as a, as a financial planner. Or there, you know, there are these two courses in how to market yourself. Heck, as a magician, we have a client that's a magician. So we try and break it down and and make it as simple as possible. And the the breakthrough bootcamp, you know, I'll, totally pulling back the curtain for us, it's how we find a lot of our coaching clients. And we wanted to put something together where we could educate small business owners and give them three different options. One. They might want to coach with us. Two, they think, oh my gosh, Sharon and Hank gave me such great information. I have to tell my friends about it when they need coaching because I don't need coaching. Not anymore. I've been to the boot camp. And three, I'm fine. I took the information. It was great. And all three categories are wonderful. But what we do is we start kind of at the beginning, just like we were saying. Who's your audience? 
We give some of the best, you know, the best rules for marketing. Uh, and I'll share one. You've got to be consistent in what you do. You know, if, if you blog once and that's it, well, great. Well, uh, that didn't work. Yeah. Or if you went on one podcast, that's great. That didn't work. <laughs> or you, you ran an ad in your local, your local newspaper once. Yeah, it didn't work. Or you sent a direct mail piece. Or you joined the local chamber of commerce. And you never and, showed up. you never up. showed up. You just joined. Oh, well, that didn't work. Yeah, so. It never went to an event, right? right. Yeah, you know, look, marketing is the act of getting your clients, your prospects to raise their hand and say, well, yes, I would like some more information. And most of the time, we, when we ask somebody the question, who's your audience? They say, well, anybody that or everybody that. And the thing is, 99.999% of the people on the planet don't want to write you a check. And, and that's really okay because you can make a really great living from 0.001%. In fact, you know, Sharon, you, you read a statistic about thousands. Uh, yeah, most small businesses really just need a thousand really loyal, raving fans, clients, customers, referral partners. You just need a thousand. Yep. So how fast can you find those thousands? People that you met at the Chamber of Commerce that just think you – you know, you're the bomb. You're, absolutely. Yeah. If you can get a thousand people to give you a hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Then you make a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Or a hundred people to give you a thousand. Yeah. The way, the way around. And, and in the boot camp, we then, we talk about a lot of specific tactics. We talk about social media and we talk about websites. Partially though, we, we, it depends who's in the class. We now do them virtually. And it, we used to do a two and a half day boot camp in person. COVID has changed that to a one day virtual where we have, we take fewer people in so that we can give them all a little more help. And sometimes we see, we have a certain section where we kind of let the conversation go to what those, the people in that audience need, because if none of them are ever going to use social media or none of them are ever going to do networking, why should we talk about it? Yeah, it's absolutely true. There's a lot to unpack there. I think one of the biggest failures that happened once there was kind of lockdowns and things for COVID is every business suddenly wanted to try to use the marketing tactics that they had spent no time learning or nurturing over the past, however many years they've been in business. So they immediately were like, okay, now I'm going to start doing social media twice a day. And now I'm going to send out to my email list. And then they discovered that those things didn't work for them because they had completely ignored them for the last however many years. <laughs> so, Matt, can you can you keep a secret? Sure. We we were one of those. We had been we had been thinking of using. We had been coached to use. We had been told to use webinars. You should have a you know evergreen webinars that live on your website that people can find you. And and during 2018, 2019, we actually had this conversation so many times. Okay, how is the script coming? Because we listen to people say, well, you have to have a very dialed in script because you don't want to bore your audience. You want to make it you know, concise to the point, all, all of these things. And you need to practice it because there's two of you. So you're going to have to work on balancing the amount of time between it, all of this, right? And, and perfecting the slides. Yeah. And, oh, and, and so we never made time to do all of this because we were busy coaching clients and speaking on other people's stages because yeah. that was pre-COVID and we were traveling around the country and every month we were somewhere. Yeah. 
And then COVID hit in March of, of that, you know, 2020. We do our small business breakthrough boot camps in March. Our, we did one in Los Angeles. It was great. The next one, week we were in Phoenix and half the people showed up that were scheduled. And by the third one that we were going to do in our hometown in Sedona, we knew we had a problem. And, we, you know, we, we were scrambling. In fact, in that two-week period, we had 40 speaking gigs canceled. So all of a sudden, you know, we had two challenges. One, how do we market us? And two, how do we market our clients? And, you know, we, t- we took a day. We're, lo- we're looking around. All right, what are, what are some really large companies doing? We looked at some websites. Okay, COVID's going to be a thing. People are going to be at home. So we, we got all of our clients. We said, okay, clearly... We're also going to get get on podcast more. And we got that. Ear headlights. Yeah. You want me to do what now? So we have been doing a podcast. We did 243 (laughs) episodes of an hour of Sharon and I basically talking with occasional guests. So we said, all right, here's what we're going to do, guys. In order to get on podcasts, here's here's what you need. You have to let the the host know you're 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 not boring. (laughs) You're not you're not horrible. And you have some information that you're going to be able to give. So we created a dozen questions and we said, everybody answer these dozen questions and keep in mind it brevity is rewarded. Our podcast is now going to be seven minutes, 21 seconds. That's our wedding anniversary. Yeah. We wanted it less than 10 minutes. Yeah. So 721. You have 721 to answer 12 questions and we're going to record you all. On video. Yep. So we, we within a week, two weeks, we had created this program because podcasters for those of you that are listening that would like to be on podcasters they want to know that it's, there's going to be some back and forth now we're having some back and forth with matt but there's also a delay so we're playing a little but matt's a professional he's done dozens of these we're professional we've been on dozens of these so we're working together to, to get through the podcast and when you have a package of Hey, Mr. Podcaster, here's here's why I'd be a good guest. Here are some questions you could ask me. Here are some answers. Oh, by the way, here's a link to you can watch me on a podcast. So we handed our clients all something they could go out and get on more podcasts with. And you're right. The changing of what you do, sometimes you just got to get thrown into the water. And, and we got thrown into the water. All of us. Not all, of us. all of us. So, the world got thrown into the deep end. Yeah. And what, what's interesting now for us, we pivoted our business and that, okay, so we don't really need to be travel every month and be on stage somewhere every month. All we have to do is come into our studio, which we recreated our studio and added all sorts of padding in the walls. I mean, we, we did more than we probably needed to, but we wanted to get rid of the echo on the microphone and such. So here we are. And now we, we do all listen to more podcasts and we are, are, are on more stuff. And we've changed how we work it. Yeah, that, that first COVID year, our motto was, well, get comfortable being uncomfortable because darn it, weren't we all uncomfortable? And then the next year was, well, if it doesn't bring us joy, we're not doing it. So we changed our motto. <laughs> you know, I think as a marketing organization, I mean, we've always worked remote at my company. So we were already, I mean, we were already remote. We were very good at doing online, nurturing our lists, broadcasting and things like that. We, you know, we had the podcast. What we did is doubled down on those things. So we took the things we were already doing that everybody else was kind of switching to. And we just kind of went twice as hard at those things. 
But I think if you were a small business, especially people who are not necessarily in a tech related industry, they had a really hard time grasping, you know, switching to something like, you know, if you're a toy store, a retail store, a clothing store, how do you accept payment online and then have in-person, you know, curbside pickup or, you know, how do they get the word out when they used to completely rely on foot traffic, right? So there was, there was some, some very definite problems there, but I think that also showed the cracks in people's marketing strategies. And if somebody had gone through and read a book, right, like the marketing checklist, they would be able to find that out before they have to have some kind of emergency. It's kind of like when you take your car in and you're just going to get the oil changed or something, but they check your brakes and they check your windshield wipers and all the other things. And it's, I mean, yeah, it helps them sell more windshield wiper blades, but it's also a safety factor, right? And and I think the more knowledge you have about all the different kind of marketing channels and things that you can do, the better off you're going to be, especially if you can kind of do a little bit of preparation around those things in case someday you need them. And and some of it's just testing to see which one works. Heck, your point is dead on. We had a brand new client that opened her doors in January of 2020, and she's a printer. She had worked for a printer for 30 years. She had run their business. She, Customers thought she was the owner. Yeah, and and she just figured, you know, it's time. So she was three months in starting to get some traction, and then nobody's printing. Now, we, we pivoted her business really quickly. She ended up the year profitable. Last year, she doubled again. So having, having people in your back pocket that can help you is awesome, is wonderful. But yes, whether you have small business coaches or not, exploring different ways of marketing your business is kind of vital. And testing them, as we said before, consistently, yeah. right? Doing it once won't work. But if you do it, you know, at, at least three times, whatever that is, right? Get, get some testing of the messaging and the audience and the placement that will help. For sure. Another thing that I think is very valuable is that businesses need to start thinking about how they're having conversations with their clients versus talking to their clients or at their clients. I found that the businesses where we had a good relationship, like a communication relationship with, it was really easy for us to talk to them and say, hey, you know what? Now is not the time to stop spending your money on marketing. Now is when we need to move that money to the channels where people are. And the businesses that took our advice because we had that communication channel open did really well. And the ones where we maybe didn't have kind of a regular call with them kind of thing, it was really difficult for us to kind of explain that to them when they're in kind of panic mode. So I think having that communication channel open with your clients is also super helpful. I didn't want to spend the whole time talking about COVID pivoting, right? But I mean, it is something major that happened and, and everybody kind of knows about it, right? It's one of the reasons every Monday afternoon we have a an open call for our clients. We And the difference was we, we used to do it on phone. And and then we, we pivoted and now it's, you know, using a, a Zoom competitor. But anyway, 
it's, it's helpful to be able to see facial expressions and have those kinds of conversations using that that platform now that people are used to it see that, that pre-covid they weren't used to it we would say let's do this and they would say, no i don't i don't know i'm not doing that i'm not downloading a plug-in i don't under, even understand why it's making me do this thing right then covid hit well now everyone is like okay well i guess we're doing it <laughs> yeah now we just have to remind everybody that there's a mute button in the lower left hand corner that's right or to come off of mute the the average Zoom call on, you know, like a business group or a networking meeting is uh, 20% telling people to unmute or mute. I just, I just read a really cool comment that I'm, I'm going to use from now on. I'm not going to say you're muted. I'm not going to say that anymore. It's going to be, if you're speaking, I can't hear you. Right. You know, we, we were trying to train people in our business group to hold, hold your hand up to your ear and then people could watch for that. So that you don't have to constantly have the conversation of turn off, turn off your mute button. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good way to kind of get the message across without, you know, having to keep saying it over and over and over or having 10 people tell them, right. Then that half them forget to unmute again or remute. So anyway, there's one other thing that I wanted to ask you about. And it was the first book that you talked about, which was the 49 stupid things people do with business cards. And how to fix them. Yes. What is the most common stupid thing you see people do with business cards? Yes. And how to fix them. Well, there, there, there's 49 of them. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, now, are you asking me which one pisses me off the most? No, but what is the most? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Which one is the most annoying? Okay. But you can't tell anyone. The, the one that annoys me the most is when someone has a, there, it, it, it's, it revolves around the same thing. One, they don't have a mailing address on it. Or two, they change mailing addresses, but they don't change their cards because they want to get rid of the last hundred cards. So they think it's no big deal. And then when I send them an it was nice to meet you card or we mail them something, you know, mail them one of our books, it comes back. But yet it was it was on their business card. Having incorrect information on your card and just getting through the last box. And, and and by the way, crossing things out and rewriting them on the card is not professional. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was number 32 on the list. <laughs> That's good. You know, what's funny is I, I have a card from a retail store for a national chain for a telephone company, essentially the Canadian equivalent of like Verizon or Sprint or T-Mobile. And it is obviously printed out on an inkjet printer and then cut with scissors, not straight. Yeah, that's one of them. And the formatting is terrible. Oh, please. Oh, God. And then they've colored in with a highlighter what number to use. Make it stop. (laughs) (laughs) So professional. And then then they printed instructions for how to return things on the back of it. Because that's what you want to advertise. This is how you bring our stuff back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, wow. we have such a problem. We have to put it on our card. That's right. I wrote a book called "Start Saying Yes." That is about stop saying no to your customers before they've even bought anything. <laughs> and that that's going to be in the the follow up edition if I ever write one. Truly should be. So let me ask you this: If somebody wants to get a hold of you guys to get one of your books, or they want to learn more, how do they do it? So we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a couple of different ways. Hey, if you want one of our books. Go to Amazon, look us up, Y-U-L-O-F-F, figure out which book you want, then send us an email and we'll send it to you. So you don't have to buy it, just figure out which one you want. Our email is info at 
uloffcreative.com. If you read a book and you say, wow, I'd like to chat with them a little, because the first two questions we always get from somebody is, what do I do first and how do I get there faster? You can go to howtogettherefaster.com, answer a couple questions, and you can get into our calendar for a half hour for free. If you'd like to come to our boot camp, you can find the next one at planyourmarketing.com. And if you want to come to a free webinar, because we do them every month, just go to yourmarketingadvisor.com. So there's there's a bunch of different ways, uh, or and they, you can find them all at our website, which is ulofcreative.com. Y-U-L-O-F-M. Perfect. Hank and Sharon Uloff, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and information with us on the show today. Matt, this was a lot of fun. It would be fun. Now I, now I want to read your book. I, I, I truly need to find yours. By the way, I'm going to do one more thing. Matt, if y'all are listening and you want one of our books, if you can tell us which other one of Matt Rouse's episodes you've listened to, we'll send you two books. But you have to tell us which other episode you've listened to, uh, Matt, and then then we'll send you a second one. Well, there's only uh, 220 more to choose from, so it's going to be difficult. And I <laughs> guess it'll be pretty easy to do that, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Matt. Bye, Matt. Have a great day. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.